It's a wonderful blessing as we climb up the ladder. With each rung that we go up, there's a new vantage point that Adonai gives us eyes to see. And when he blesses us to reach another level, another rung on the ladder, we see a new vantage point. And because the angels went up and down the ladder, even as we're going down the same ladder that we've climbed, when we reach a rung that we've already been on and we look around, we will see new things. Because we may be going up and down, ascending, descending, but it's always going forward in Adonai. And he's always showing us new things. So we continue our journey. Jacob had a little dysfunctional family. Actually, wasn't so little. He had a big dysfunctional family. Spent a bunch of years there because he had to flee from his brother, Esau. And even his mom, Rebecca, said, I don't want to lose you after we did this whole thing to make sure you get the blessing. So get out of here. Just go and flee from your brother who wants to kill you. And we know the story. He went to this place outside of the land of promise, to this place where he just had his life. Had some kids, too many wives, <laughs> big dysfunctional family, dysfunctional father-in-law. And then Adonai said, it is time to go. And it's 14, I don't remember if it was 14 or 21 years. I think it's 21. 21. Where he was at the house of Laban, Laban. And Adonai said, it is time to go. It's time to go back to the land of your fathers. Which is representation of when Adonai calls us out of this place that we're in, where we're just dealing with our lives and we think we're not making progress, the time comes when Adonai calls us out to the land of our fathers. So he journeys out these 21 years later. And he encounters the land, the mountain of Seir, which happens to be where his brother Esau decided to take residence. The same old Esau that wanted to kill him those years back. And I tell you, as Jacob journeyed from the land that he was in, where he was with, his father-in-law, Levan, to where he was going, there was no way around this place. He had to go through the territory of the one, Esau, his brother, who was his, thought it was his enemy, who he was afraid of. He had to go through it. He couldn't go backwards to the house of Laban, Laban again. He couldn't go around. He had to go through. Because Adonai is faithful when he calls us to go from here to there. Hallelujah. That thing we're dealing with, Hallelujah. that thing that we're fearing, that thing that's kept us up at night, where we're thinking, oh gosh, this thing is unresolved, and I don't know when it's ever going to be resolved. Mm. 
Because I have this fear, and I guarantee you, Jacob, for those 20, 14, 21 years, I guarantee you, he'd be in the tent sleeping. And then you'd hear a little noise out there, a little tree crack or a branch fall or a little sheep walking or pooping or something. And he would go, what was that? And like, shh, 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 shh. Go back to sleep, go back to sleep. It's just a sheep pooping. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guarantee that during those 14 or 21 years, he would have dreams and this big, red-headed, hairy guy, probably about 600 feet tall, would be coming and go, and he would go, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, what was that? And then his wife would go, shh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Go back to sleep. All right. I guess I'll go back to sleep. But when it was time for his journey out of that place into the land of his fathers, which represents a greater place that Adai brings us, he had to go through the territory of Seir, which is where Esau, who was named Edom, Edom. I'm saying there's no revelation in English. Edom. He had to go through it. He had to face that giant. Adonai is merciful to bring us to that place where the things that we're feeling, the things that, we're, that are bugging us, the things that are so damn unresolved. Because we can't conquer this thing. Adonai is faithful to bring us to that place where it's got to be done. And it's going to be done. Yes. And it's going to be his battle. Yes. And it's going to be a divine appointment. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. And there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. And there ain't nothing you can do that's going to cause the battle to be lost. So he proceeds to tell the angels slash messengers... Go to Esau, my brother I haven't seen in 20 years. Tell him I'm coming through. Tell him that his long lost brother Jacob is on his way and I don't want no trouble. So here's some gifts, some flowers, some chocolates. Salted caramel, Haagen-Dazs ice cream. It was well in the desert with the hot sun. Got some cash in my pocket. I'll even give him some lentils. He likes that. Quick. Get him some lentils. Something. Because I don't want no trouble because I've been having cold sweats at night for the past 20 years because I'm scared of this guy. Even my mother said he wants to kill me. So why would I think otherwise? So the angels slash messengers went, they came back, and they said, oh yeah, we re-encountered your brother. Oh yeah, we encountered your brother. We ran into him, yeah? He's coming this way. <laughs> ah! No! No! 
Jacob was scared to death. And we know that. It says that he was scared. What am I going to do? This guy wants to kill me. And I tell you that he came up with all these plans to resolve the situation, which made a heck of a lot of sense in the natural. All right, let's, let me think about this. All right, let me think. All right, I got a whole bunch of people here. Maybe I can like take a whole bunch of them and put them here, because Esau will encounter them first. And then I'll, if he kills them all, I'll put some over here. And you know, maybe he'll calm down. You know, his bloodthirstiness will have been gone already after he slaughters these people who I'm gonna put in the front line there. Now I'll put some over here, and I'll put some over here until let's say, oh, oh who's left? Um, okay, it's just my own family. Well, I guess I'll go before them. All right, I'll stand over here. They can go back there. Whoop-de-doo. That was very heroic of him, wasn't it? All right, even the, everybody loves a family. Made sense. Even when you read the writings, the Jewish writings, like, oh, oh, oh. look what he did. He had three-part strategy. I've read it in the commentaries. He prepared for war. He declared gifts. He dobbed to before Adonai. <laughs> I tell you what he did. He had no idea what he was doing. He acted fully out of fear. But Adonai had a divine moment and a divine encounter in store because he could not avoid that place. And Adonai was faithful to have this thing be done with in his time. So he came to this place and he was finally alone and we know that he wrestled with the angel and his comment, who's the angel, who's the angel, who's the angel, who's the angel? We know the angel is Yeshua. We know it's Yeshua. That's a no-duh moment. We know it's Yeshua. We know it's Jesus. We know it was him. Why do we know it was him? Because he changed his name. Only God has permission to change names. Come on. We know it was Yeshua. And he wrestled and he wrestled and he wrestled. And he did not think in all his strategy that when he reached Edom, Esau, that Esau would run into his arms. The one that was given a prophecy by his father that you are going to serve the younger, but the time will come that you will break his yoke off your neck. And how is that going to happen? We don't know. It's prophecy. Okay, I don't know. What are you going to do? The time came, and the one that he said he was going to break his yoke off of his neck, he winds up crying and weeping on his neck. And that is how the yoke was broken. And Jacob had no idea that Adonai had this moment with Esau where Esau just fully embraced his brother. And he didn't think that that was even possible. But God had a divine moment, a divine forgiveness encountered, and all his fear for 20 years and all his plans to figure this thing out were ultimately for naught. And God is faithful for, with us for the things that we are fearing. Know this, children of God, that the time is coming where Adonai is going to call you to go from here to there. 
and it is a more glorious place. But he is faithful to have an encounter right in the center of it, where that thing, that one, that person, that spirit that has been eating at your flesh will be dealt with. And you don't even have to do it right. Do you think that Jacob did it right? He didn't do nothing right. He didn't do nothing right. It was a divine thing. It was a divine moment. He could not have even imagined that something apparently happened in the heart of Esau when he said, what is with all these people? What are you doing? I, I was walking towards you. I just wanted to give you a big fat hug and a kiss on your neck. And I counted a bunch of people. And I kept walking. I counted a whole bunch of people. And they're all showering me with gifts. What is this all about? Everything that he devised and everything that he planned and everything that made sense from a human perspective was ultimately for naught because it was a divine moment of reconciliation and that was right in the center of Jacob's journey. And it is in the center of our journey. It has to be, though, a divine moment. And it was for him and it will be for us. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, he wrestled with Yeshua. And it says that he prevailed. But I tell you, it was a setup. Yep. It makes it seem when you read it that he actually was winning the battle. Right? Because it says that like he had the angel in a headlock. You know, pile driver. Hallelujah. Slam. Woo! I tell you, the fight was fixed. Because when the sun came up and he saw his face and he said, Whoa, I think I know who you are. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. That's Angel, who was Yeshua. All he did was go, doink. <laughs> <laughs> and the fight was done. <laughs> and said, the war between man and God, the wrestling between man and God, you are victorious. When you read the wrestling between man and God, you might as well be reading the wrestling between spirit and flesh. Man and God. You have wrestled, encountered, you have strived with man and God. It is exactly the same thing that Paul spoke about when he said we strive with spirit and flesh. You have struggled with spirit and flesh and you have won. And it makes it seem, it makes it seem that he's winning the battle. I tell you, it was a setup. Always. The fix is in. Spirit wins the battle. Yeshua wins the battle. That was about as real as Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man Randy Woo! in the steel cage. Victory. Yeah, we got the victory. Yes. And what was the result of this battle where spirit won over flesh. He saw Yeshua and he said, I saw the face of God and lived. So we went through the journeys of Abraham with his faith, Isaac, who's a representation of Messiah, Jacob, who's the house of God, then recognizing Mashiach and seeing his face and then the beautiful revelation when we go journey to journey and glory to glory, the, the beautiful encounter he had with Esau when he said to Esau, seeing your face, 
is like seeing the face of God. And that was a greater revelation because it was a greater part of the journey. We stay there. Yeah, we know he saw Mashiach. We know he wrestled with Mashiach. We know he saw him face to face. And we know that he lived, and we know that he acknowledged it, and mm. called the place Penny L because he saw the face of God. But the journey continued after that. And he, when he encountered Esau, the one who he thought was his enemy, he said, seeing your face is like seeing the face of God. And believe me, he knew what the face of God looked like. <laughs> he just wrestled with him. So what does that mean? Does it mean that the one that he wrestled with had red hair and was hairy and a big beastie looking guy? No, but I tell you this, Esau, his brother, who he encountered, looked at that moment like the one he wrestled with. Because he said, seeing your face is like seeing the face of God. So he did not see just some red-haired guy who likes lentils. He saw the one that he just wrestled with, where spirit and flesh wrestled with each other, and spirit won. And in that winning of the battle, he saw in his enemy wow. the face God. of Messiah, who he just wrestled with. There you have it. Love your neighbor as yourself. A uh -huh. little bit of Jewish history. Come on. In our history, there were two camps. There were the house of Hillel and the house of Shammai. Yep. These were Jewish schools of thought that predated Yeshua for about a generation or less than a generation. And our, our people studied the Torah. So they read, Love your neighbor as yourself. So our Jewish people... They study, they ask, they ask questions, lots of questions. Okay, love your neighbor as yourself. Who's my neighbor? Fair question, I guess. Right? So they wrestle with this, and they study it, and they ask, and they, and they jab back and forth, and they spar back and forth. Who's your neighbor? Well, the house of Shammai said, uh, your neighbor's only the Jewish people. It don't mean anybody outside of our little tribes. House of Hillel says, no, 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 no. He was the liberals, like the conservatives and the liberals. He was more liberal. No, 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 no. This is love your neighbor. It means even people that are outside of the movement. Yeshua brought it up to another level. He said, love your enemies as you love yourself. And love me. Love me, love yourself, love your neighbor. There's a trinity I like. Love your enemies. And Jacob saw in the face of his enemy, the face of the king, the face of the Messiah. So the end of this journey, or not the end, but the continuation of the journey from faith to seeing Messiah, to recognizing that we are the house of God, is recognizing the one, the angel, the Messiah in others, in our brothers. And Esau was this, this kind of blending of his enemy, and his brother. It was Brennan. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We love you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. 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 Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem.